co-create your reality. And if you're not believing in yourself, how do you expect anybody else to believe in you? Or how do you expect to get anywhere if you don't even believe in yourself? Or if you're not respecting yourself, how can you expect anybody else to respect you? So I have a psychology degree and psychology has helped me a lot to improve my relationship with myself, with the people around me, and just to overall improve my life, especially my mental health and the overall outlook I have on myself. And it's really shifted my mentality. And when your, mind sh when your mindset shifts, your reality shifts. And so I'm going to be getting into a, a few ways that I've used psychology to help me improve as a person and to improve my relationships with myself, with others, and to just overall level up my life. So first, I want to talk about respect, self-respect. So a lot of terms in psychology start with self, self-image, self-respect, self-esteem. And that's because everything has to come from within you first. You, like your relationship with yourself sets the groundwork for every other relationship in your life. So if you don't believe in yourself, or if you don't feel that, you know, you are where you want to be at, or if you have no motivation to go anywhere, it's, chances are people aren't going to have that outlook either for you. Because if you have no motivation and you keep telling yourself, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'll never be like that, I'll never be able to do this, I'll never have that for my life, how do you expect to get there? And how do you expect other people to believe that you can as well? So first, with self-respect, I just want to say that I've learned that if I don't respect myself, how do I expect anybody else to respect me too? And I mean, here's a few examples. So let's say somebody keeps coming back into your life and they disrespect you over and over and over, whether it's a friendship, maybe even somebody, you know, that's related to you or a relationship, a partner. And let's say a partner, that's an easy example. Let's say somebody's cheated on you in the past and they came back, you know, and you're like, okay, let's see how it goes. You know, I'll give you another chance if you prove yourself. And they did the same thing again. But now they're back for a third, fourth, eighth time, whatever. And if you don't respect yourself enough to be like, no, I see the pattern now and I can no longer deal with it. How do you expect them to respect you? If you keep allowing them the chances, allowing them into your life, how do you expect them to want to change or ever change? Because they know that where they are at, you still allow them back in. And let's say for a friend, uh, friend's example, let's say another one with self-respect. You know, your friend keeps maybe talking bad about you. And you guys, you know, you brought it to their attention. Hey, I don't like that you're talking bad about me. You know, this person told me or I heard you or whatever the case. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. And then it happens again. And you bring it to their attention again. You're saying like, hey, like, I really don't like that. Like, we're not going to be friends anymore if you keep doing this. And they're like, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. And then it happens again. And you keep just having conversations with them. But you're threatening to stop being their friend, but you never actually do it. So your words are empty. And when you have empty words and you threaten, or if you're in a romantic relationship and you threaten to leave somebody, you're like, I'll leave you if you do this again. They do it again and you don't leave them. They're not going to take you seriously. So if you don't respect yourself enough, even if it's the hard decision, and I know it's the hard decision because usually the harder ones, usually the harder decisions are the ones that are better for you overall. And if you don't stick up those boundaries with them, then what's going to keep them from doing the same thing to you? Boundaries is another part of bettering your mental health. And boundaries is very important because 
it can be really hard to set boundaries. And boundaries sometimes is, you know, more obvious where it's like, oh, you're being disrespectful. Okay, I'm not going to talk to you. Or it can be harder to the point where maybe somebody is reaching out to you. Maybe your friend's going through a hard time and they call you every night to rant about their ex that's driving them crazy. And sometimes maybe you're studying or maybe you're working or maybe you're just tired and you need some you time. Boundaries can be knowing when you need that you time or when you aren't capable of answering or you're not capable of dropping everything in that moment and saying no. And that can be so hard because it's hard to say no to the people you love and care about. And you don't want to feel guilty or bad afterwards. You know, they need me. They're going through something. But you always have to remember yourself too. And that's another point. You know, we do so much for others sometimes that we forget about ourselves. And that's why it's so important to focus on yourself so that you can focus on other people. If you're burnt out, if you're exhausted, if you're tired, if you, you know, just feel so overwhelmed with everything that's going on in your life, how are you going to be able to, you know, take care of other people or be there for other people if you're not there for yourself? And that goes into self-respect because if you're not there for yourself, how can you be there for everybody else? Eventually, you're going to tire yourself out and it's not going to be good. And I feel like this was something I learned, you know, after a few of my relations, after, you know, a few relationships in, in my um, life, I realized that I was giving my all to my partner but there was nothing left for me. And that should never be the case because, you know, that's not healthy for any relationship. If you're giving your all to somebody else and you have nothing left for yourself, that's not good. You don't, you know, you're not making time for yourself to take care of yourself, to do the things you need to do. You're not going to have a life without that person. And it was never to that point where I didn't have a life without my partners, but it was like, I put their needs over mine. And I totally stand by like you putting your partner's needs over yours sometime and there needs to be compromise but other times like let's say you have a paper to do or you have errands to do or you know your family friend really needs you right now and you need to be with them but your partner you know needs you too and you know sometimes you have to juggle that and it's like at what point do you realize that like you need to put yourself first and you need to take care of yourself and that doesn't mean you know not you know, sacrificing some things that you have to do for your partner if it's, you know, more important. But there's also things that maybe your partner needs from you that you need to let them know, hey, I really need to do this for myself first. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling, you know, burnt out, overwhelmed, stressed, whatever the thing may be. And, you know, that's okay. You should never feel bad for that. And another part of psychology, a big part of mental health is self-talk and how you talk to yourself. Once again, self. So, you know, when you're having thoughts like, oh, I look so good today, that's self-talk. When you're having thoughts in your mind or out loud like, oh, I love the way I look in this. Or maybe even thoughts like, oh, I look so bad today. I look ugly, um, fat, whatever you put into your mind. I'm never going to get anywhere in my life. You know, I'm a failure. Those thoughts affect your reality. Your thoughts and your perceptions make up your reality. And your I believe it's called subjective reality. It's really about everything around you. Our thoughts and our perceptions create our reality and our world. So if you're having an outlook like you never believe you will get anywhere in your life or you will do anything with your life, chances are you won't because you won't be motivated to put in the work. And if you truly believe that you're confident 
and you're doing good in your life, you're going to be in a better mood, self-esteem. You know, you're going to have better self-esteem when your self-talk is better. And I can get into this, you know, in examples in my life, like I had depression during high school. And as a result of that, I engaged in negative self-talk all the time. I constantly told myself, I don't like the way I look. I look fat. You know, um, I'm embarrassed of myself. You know, I'm so embarrassed to go to school. I'm embarrassed of the acne I have. I need to cover myself up. I don't know why people would want to look at me. You know, just thoughts like that on a daily basis. And I remember talking to my therapist and she was like, you have the power to control those thoughts. Even though they're a habit, you still have the power to switch this around. You know, you will never be stuck completely. You can always get yourself out of a situation. And I'm saying, you know, there's some situations that happen to you that you can't help, but you can help afterwards what you take from it, how you feel about it, and how you react. You can only control yourself. And as a part of this depression, it was only continuing because I was continuing to believe those things about myself and just be so awful to myself. And there came a point where she was like, you have to, you have to acknowledge the thoughts and you have to redirect them. You have to turn them into something positive. And I made it a habit that every time I had a negative, you know, self thought where I was like, oh, I look ugly. I was like, no, I, I would stop right then and there. Like, no, I don't look ugly. I look good today. Or if I don't like this outfit, maybe I'll just change. Or if, you know, I don't like this, I could fix it this way, you know, but I was mindful and mindfulness is very important in psychology because if you're not mindful, there's no, how are you going to grow? How are you going to learn? How are you going to transform? If you're not aware of the negative habits, you know, you're partaking in that are contributing the downfall of your mental health there's no way for you to get out of it there's no way for you to improve it so first being mindful of those thoughts you know when I would catch myself oh um I'm never going to do anything I'm a failure caught that thought right then and there acknowledged it you know okay that's a bad thought that's a negative thought that is negative self-talk and from there I was like how can I redirect it and then I'd be like okay I may not be in the position I want to be in right now but this is how I'll get there so I and then eventually it becomes a habit because when you are talking to yourself in a negative way for so long, you know, you're ugly, you know, I'll never be like them or I'll never be as rich as this person. I'll never have that many things or whatever the case is. You know, when you keep repeating those things like I'm stupid or whatever, you're going to believe it. You know, we are creatures of habit and your habits are what form your routines and your routines go on for days and then months and then years and they shift who you are they you know they change your mindset they change your self-esteem they change your overall mentality and they affect your mental health greatly and I noticed when I started to acknowledge the negative self-talk I was engaging in and directed into something positive I noticed it became a lot easier to redirect those thoughts. And then eventually it just became a habit. It took a long time, trust me, years. It took a long time for me to redirect those thoughts and make it a habit to have positive things to say about myself, not negative ones. And eventually I didn't have to catch myself anymore saying the negative things because I already knew I'm not going to say that about myself. Why would I say that about myself? That's not helping anything. So mindfulness is so, so, so important. My therapist always like told me, you know, different outlets I could use to like, you know, release my stressful thoughts and my stress overall. 
and journaling always helped me the most and it's something I do every night to this day from you know for years and basically every night before I would go to bed I would just write down whatever I was thinking on my mind and just writing it out on a piece of paper just helps so much and like I was even talking to someone recently about journaling and they were like you know journaling will do nothing for you if you don't write out the thoughts and get them out of your mind and leave them on the paper as if they're going to be burned as soon as you write them you know as, uh, as if they're going to be gone from your mind as soon as you write them on the paper and I realized he was right because I was writing things down and I still sometimes you know when I journal I still write things down and then I still can't sleep at night and it's because there has to be mindfulness and there has to be an active you know effort to change and there has to be an active effort to leave things behind and so when I was journaling I was writing down whatever was on my mind but I was still leaving it in my mind and that's why if you're going to journal I I do recommend it at least trying it and you know recommend I recommend trying it with the mindset that as soon as you write it it's gone for good it's gone from your mind you know it's gone from your worries and that's it it's it's burned as soon as you write it or it's you know it's gone as soon as you write it and I really think that's really important because maybe some people are, you know, out, outletting their feelings and venting to maybe others or they're writing them down, but they're just not letting them leave their mind after that. And also that's something I do want to talk about because I always thought venting was very healthy, especially for me. You know, I would always confide in my friends about things that were going on or my family about things that were going on in my life. But I would be mindful of who you vent to because... There are some people in your life that haven't had the same experiences as you. There are some people in your life that are maybe aren't as mature as you. There are people in your life that maybe want what's best for you, but somehow like the conversation just directs back onto them. And what I would say is, I actually received this advice and I thought it was very smart about relationships specifically, but then I'll get into an uh, overall aspect. Um, if you don't, like, don't take advice from somebody who you wouldn't want a relationship like theirs. Or you wouldn't want to be like them the way they are in a relationship. Same goes for any other aspect of your life. Don't ask people for advice that you, you know, wouldn't follow in their footsteps. Or you wouldn't want to be like them or act like them the way they do in certain situations. Like... You know, don't ask people who are less mature than you or less, you know, have experienced less than you for advice because chances are they're not going to have good advice or the advice that you need, even whether they try or not. And also, some people don't have your best intentions. And I'm not saying that's everybody. I'm just saying more people than not don't have your best intentions. So if you're sharing with them things, you know, that you feel about like bad about in your life that you're venting about or whatever you know there's a possibility that someone maybe even close to you is envious of you jealous of you whether they mean to be or not whether they love you to death or not they may not even realize that they're envious of you or jealous of you or want to be in the circumstances you are in or whatever and they may just not give you good advice because you know they feel down about themselves and so you know hurt people hurt people or insecure people you know they don't want to see other people around them winning sometimes. And, and I would never 
I would never say that's a hundred percent of the time malicious because I feel like I've had moments where I would talk to friends about whatever I was going through and somehow it redirected back onto them or they just weren't really listening or, you know, they had kind of judgmental ad advice or they just had little criticisms and I realized it was because of whatever was going on with them or it was because they were insecure about something or they were deflecting and deflecting is a big thing too. So, you know, if they're taking out their situation on you and you're, you're coming to them for advice and they're speaking about, you know, what they're not able to do in their own life, of course, they're not going to be able to give you good advice, whether they, you know, try to or not, whether they really are aware that, of what they're doing and they're, that they're deflecting or they're taking out their issues on you, you know? So I would definitely be selective with who you share with. Uh, especially if, if they are close to you even. I would say just analyze your relationships. Um, another thing that helped me a lot was meditating. And I know a lot of people say like they don't have time for that or they, maybe they don't have the patience. But I feel like even doing meditations like five-minute ones while I brush my teeth in the morning, you like we all have to brush our teeth. So there's those like few minutes that we're brushing our teeth, you can just turn a YouTube meditation on and just listen to it while you're getting ready. And it really just centers your thoughts for like a few minutes. And it really does give you a different perspective. And there's like, there's this one specific meditation, five minutes on Spotify that I would listen to. And during the meditation, I wouldn't really be paying attention, honestly. Like I'd be brushing my teeth, doing whatever, getting dressed, half asleep. And there's one part of the meditation where it says, you know, maybe the way this situation turned out was for you good. For your good and for everyone else involved and I was just like I, every time the meditation comes on I just think about that specifically and I think back on different you know things that happened in my life or the things occurring in my life right now and I'm like hmm you know maybe they did turn out for a reason or maybe they happened for this reason and I feel like there were a lot of times where things in my life happened and I didn't really understand at the moment but I always understood after and I always you know felt like I was you know I was provided with something better after every chapter in my life closed. I know that sounds like predictable or like cheesy, but it's true because it was never the easy things like breakups or, you know, removing certain friends from my life or, you know, a lot of trauma that has happened. I realized that it made me stronger or that God wanted somebody better for me or he wanted better circumstances for me, whatever, or the universe, whoever you believe in. And, you know, I really look back and it really, you know, it really changed my, my mindset and my perspective that, you know, I know everybody says, you know, things happen for a reason, but at the moment when something's happening that you don't want to happen, it's so frustrating. But eventually I do believe that you always or almost always see exactly why it happened for your good. And along with meditation, affirmations help me a lot. And that's going back to the self-talk the negative self-talk that I would engage in, you know, affirmations really help me to turn, you know, my mindset and my thoughts about myself around from negative to positive, you know, and I know it sounds, you know, redundant when you're listening to like affirmations about, oh, I love myself and I'm special. And sometimes it's hard to believe or you just sit there and you laugh, but there are, you know, there are better ones that are, you know, a little more specific to your life situation, but, you know, it really helps you form a habit of something positive in your life rather than how easy it is for, for for us to form habits you know against ourselves and you know form habits of talking down on ourselves 
So I really do recommend affirmations, just trying them because honestly, what I've noticed is that healthy habits are what, you know, make a person better. And I wouldn't say it's just one habit. It's not just going to the gym. It's not just meditating. It's not just journaling before bed. It's not just, you know, having a hobby, knitting, whatever. You know, there's a lot that goes into healthy habits and it's partaking those habits daily or weekly or monthly or however often, you know, feels right for you and in your life. So affirmations is definitely a part of that because it's getting the process started of having positive thoughts and feeling better about yourself, which is eventually going to, you know, boost your self-esteem. You're going to be more confident. And when you're more confident, your relationships thrive, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with others, you know, your work life will thrive. You'll start to feel better about yourself. You'll start to, you know, feel like you can do things that maybe before you did not you know, your relationships work, you know, maybe your fitness will get better. You know, you'll start to do more at the gym or you'll start to get into the gym. That's the first step, getting into the gym. Or you'll start to take up a hobby that you've always wanted to do, but maybe you're a little intimidated, you know? Or even like being a better partner. If you're confident, you know, you're not going to be as insecure in your relationships because you're going to feel so good about yourself that you're not going to need the validation from anybody else. And the last thing I want to focus on that I've really struggled with is staying in the present. Staying in the present is so important because if you're constantly thinking about the past, you know, the past is the past for the reason. Is your past, oh my God, the past is your past for a reason. So if you're thinking back on times you've been hurt or your traumas or, you know, tough situations you've been through, you know, you're never going to be able to move forward. You can, yes, appreciate how the past has made you into the person you are. You can appreciate how it's made you smarter and stronger. But if you're dwelling on the past or let's say, you know, you're dwelling on the fact that maybe your partner hurt you in the past and you don't, you know, you don't know how to trust them again. Or maybe how, you know, you've gotten hurt in the past. So you don't know if you can ever date again or if, you know, you, you know, had a really bad relationship, a uh, bad, um, situation with a friend and it makes you nervous about trusting people or making friends again that will never help you and also a part of this is you know maybe looking too much to the future is bad too or you know dwelling too much on or anticipating too much about what's going to happen in your future and what i mean by that is you know if something's coming up or if you know things right now are kind of you know so-so at work or you're not where you want to be financially and you're just heavily heavily thinking about well, what is my life going to look like in a year how am i going to get there what am i going to do am i going to do it i don't think i can if you're thinking like that about the future as well you're never going to get there but what i do recommend is and this is kind of a part of journaling but i even tried it on my friends when they were like having you know anxious thoughts i would say write down on your phone on a piece of paper wherever or I guess you could take mental notes, write down or think about the things you're anticipating or the things you can't, you know, have leave your mind from the past. Write them down and leave some space, you know, under each of them to write, what can you do about it now? Can you change the fact that maybe you got cheated on the past? No. But what can you do about it now? What can you learn from it? What can you do to not let it affect you now? 
and what can you not what can you do to not let it affect you in the future you know or let's say you got you failed out of a class what can you do about it now what steps can you take now and what result do you want from it down the line focus on what you can do now and I hope that this helped you know psychology is very important and it does help in every aspect of your life and these are just some of the things that I've learned to do through you know therapy through um, other practices you know through other people telling me what they do in their lives or me looking up how I can improve my mindset and these are some of the things that I've done and these habits have helped me to be a happier person a more confident person more secure person help my relationships grow help my relationship with myself grow so give me your feedback and tell me what you think and I hope you enjoyed this episode